to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Four main types of commitment. Four main types of commitment. And this afternoon, we are sharing from the book Mega Church. Most of you have read this book many, many times, written exams on them. And uh, so, commitment to a church is very, very important. You know, commitment is the key to increasing the size of a church. If you want your church to grow, you need committed people. Hallelujah. So anytime, anytime you are building something, you need commitment. Anytime you are building something that you want to last, you want the thing to last, you need commitment. If you are building a house, you need the parts that you put in the house to be committed to the building. Do you understand? If you are building a house, you don't want to go to a rental place and rent windows. At you all not. Mm-hmm. That you rent windows and you put in the house that when they're expiring, the rental period is gone, the owners will come and take their windows. Joke. Is that how you build a house? No, you are a joker. You are a joker. Mm. I mean, you go and rent bricks. You are building and then you go and get some bricks for, you say, this wall, is, I, I'm struggling to complete this wall. So let me go to Mr. X, who is down the block and rent some of his bricks hey. uh, and use it for my building that whenever, you know, he needs them, he come and take them. Is that how you build a house? At all not. Because you be sleeping and then the owner comes and starts <laughs> taking your wall to take his bricks because the expiring date is near. Do you understand? And so that is why whenever, even when you are, when you buy a house, you know, and the, 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 the whole walls, the windows and everything is from a bank. And at some point they come in and they take their thing from you if you don't pay them. Isn't that so? So you, whenever you do that, you want to be committed in paying them that it becomes yours. You better. Do you understand? It means commitment. You can say here and there, I pay you. Next time I won't pay you. They'll come and take it. Yeah. And so when you are building something, you want everything in it to be committed. 100%. I mean, how do you, how would you feel, for instance, you know, you go home, you go home and your, your kitchen has moved out. Hey. Who is that? You have brought your groceries and you are coming to cook. And then your kitchen has relocated to another building, another apartment. (laughs) Because your kitchen says, I like the smell that comes from this apartment. And so I have moved. I mean, would you be happy? At all not. I'll bring the kitchen back. Come on, let's go. Or you are coming from outside, you know, you you got in your your car, you're driving. Full speed, hey. you feel like we win, urinating. Hey. You know, and I mean, this thing started maybe like when you were five miles away from home. <laughs> that you had the edge to urinate. But there's no place. 
Especially, I don't believe in a place where I live, for instance. There's no place that you, you want to pack and then go to some McDonald's or something like that to urinate. And then you are holding it and you are holding it. One of the things that I've noticed is that you can hold it for five miles. But when you get to your house, for some reason, you know, it's like you can't hold it any longer. You know, I mean, you have held that thing for five months. And coming, sometimes you, you know, you are singing and to forget about it, you know, doing and dancing, you know, don't forget. sometimes your mind goes on. Ah, is it me alone that this thing has happened to you? Why are you looking at me like I've experienced it? Sometimes you are singing and you are dancing and you try to forget that, you know, even this thing is there. But the moment you hit your door, even sometimes with a key, opening the door, and sometimes, I don't know, for some reason, it gets to a point where your key, the key that you have used for 20 years, for some reason, today alone, the key seems not to be opening. Hey! Hey! you things? No, I mean, the key will not open the thing. But if you are not careful, you know, it's your home anyway, so what? <laughs> But just imagine that you manage to open the door and then you get in and then you open your bathroom and the toilet has moved out. He says, I have moved to the other house. They keep you away. Because they put some blue thing in the toilet bowl to look nice. So I have moved out. What a shock. Would you be happy? At all not. You see, so every part that you put in the building you want it to be committed to the building. Amen. You don't want your roof to move off when it's raining. One day it's raining and it moves off. Uh, and it I'm has relocated. I'm also feeling cold. <laughs> so you need commitment. You need mm. commitment in building anything that is going to last. Hallelujah. Anything Amen. that you are going to depend on, you need commitment. And Amen. building a church is like building a house also. Mm. And the mm. members of the church are the building blocks. The members Amen. of the church are the roof. They are the walls. Wow. They are the kitchen. Wow. They are the toilet. They are the, the floors. They are the windows. They are the doors. They are everything to make the church a fun, foundational church, monumental mm. church, church that is standing, church that is dependable. Hallelujah. Amen. So you don't want a build, you don't want a church where the building blocks, the members are not committed. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You don't want that. So building a church with uncommitted members can bring about a lot of frustration. You are preaching. It can bring about a lot of frustration. So commitment is very important. Being committed to a church is very important. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there are four types of commitment, four main types of commitment. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. The first type is a fair weather commitment. Fair weather commitment. You know, there's a place, there's a country whose name starts with one of the alphabet. When the weather is not fair, they don't go out. They don't do things. You know, when... It's raining, they don't do things. <laughs> so these are people who do things only when there's a fair weather. Now, you don't want church members who have 
fair weather commitment. It is the lowest type of commitment. Mm. Fair weather commitment. That's the lowest type of commitment. Now, this consists of those who are committed when things are going on well. People who have fair weather commitment, they are the people who are committed to the church when things are going on well. They are only there for good times. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. They are only there for benefits. When mm. there are benefits, they are there. For parties. You see, these are members who only come to church when conditions are fair to them. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Those are fair weather commitment members. It the is the lowest form of commitment to any relationship to have wow. fair weather commitment. They consider themselves members of the church all right. They consider themselves members and they expect everything to be done for them. Like any other church member. Do you understand? A fair weather committed member expects everything to be done for them. Mm. And that is why we don't want people to be with that commitment. Because we want to be committed to you. Mm. We want to do everything for you like any other church member. But we don't want you to relate with us or to us with a fair weather commitment. You are preaching. They expect everything, such as, you know, having their wedding. They want the pastor to set a time and do the wedding, to counsel them through six months of your your time to counsel them. Mm. You know, I mean... That the pastor will sacrifice his time. And sometimes I feel that people think that pastors have nothing to do. <laughs> you know, I feel that they think pastors have nothing to do. Because, you know, you, have, you will take time to counsel people and share from your heart everything you know about marriage and what the Lord re- revealed to you about marriage and share your heart with them. And they trivialize it. Mm. You know, after their wedding, it's as if they don't even know you. Mercy. You will not even acknowledge to say, let's give the pastor a card for taking us through this month of counseling. Mercy. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? That let's just say thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the wisdom, the impartation. Mm. They don't, they can't even do that. And then on the wedding, they want you to come bring the whole church to come. Bring your instruments, bring your keyboards, bring everyone to come. They expect that. And if you don't do that, they are offended. Mm, mercy. These are fair weather committed members. Hallelujah. They want Amen. their baby dedication to be done like everyone else's. Put the church on pulse and do their dedication. But they relate with you only on fair weather grounds. Mercy. They didn't come to church today. Not you. Not you. Hey. See, they are not are here. here. They, are they here. didn't come. They didn't come. Amen. But tell them. <laughs> Hallelujah. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. They want, if they have a funeral in their family, they want the pastor and the members to be committed. Come, everyone. Committed. Mm. And they want you to even give and support them. And they themselves, they don't attend anyone's funeral. They don't attend anyone's wedding because they are only fair weather. 
It is not fair to them. The weather is not fair. They will not come. Mm. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are preaching. Would you like to have, if you are a pastor, would you like to have members like that in your church? At all not. If you will not like to have members like that in your church, give me away. You don't like that. Give me away. Them one by one. Okay, so ask your neighbor. So why are you without commitment? Ask your neighbor. Why do you have, if you don't like that, why do you do that to another person? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yeah. So fair weather commitment, it is not a good thing. They want donation. They want, you know, when something happens to donate. By the way, if you don't pay tight, you know, for instance, when there's something in, you know, that happens to you and we send your name to the church administrators, they look at your tight record. Mm. Recently, I was looking over our tight record, monthly tight report, and I was shocked. I was shocked for people that I think are really committed. They don't even pay tight. Mercy. And sometimes you think maybe it's just this month, you know, things where... I mean, we don't expect that any month, as long as you are working, God is always first. Tithe is first. Do you understand that? It's called first fruits of your increase. Of your increase. But then you look and then you see that people are not committed in paying tithes at all. Mm. So sometimes you wonder. And sometimes we hear the prophet talking about you know, robbing God this and the blessings and the curses and let it overcome this. But it doesn't have any effect on certain people. Or you don't listen. We do. What a shock. Mercy. Now, if you pay tight and your tight records go to another place, you have to let your pastor know. Because that is a record that I have. Mm-hmm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Some people leave some church and their tight records still go to their branch. So we need to know. Amen. Amen. So usually, people who are fair weather commitment, they expect everything to be done for them. As a pastor, when it rains, you know that certain people will never be in church. It's not fair. When it rains, you know that certain people, will, because they don't have that commitment. Mercy. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They don't have that commitment. They are not on time. And it doesn't bother them that they are late. They are not in a certain meetings and it doesn't bother them. There's no commitment that they were not there. I mean, there's nothing, that, nothing is wrong. I wasn't there, so what? You know, but you see, there's some people who are committed to Pharaoh. They are committed to their work more than they are committed to God. Mm. I mean, most of you, your bosses will never worry that is raining, you know, it, they don't worry that it's raining. It raining so what? They know that you show up. True. Isn't that so? That's true. Your teachers know that you show up in class. Hey. You go through the rain and the snow to write the exam. Am I the first? But God wonders if it's raining, he's wondering if you will come or not. And as a pastor, when you see the rain, you begin to speak in tongues. (laughs) Because you know that the people, then you begin to count. Oh, I know that this one will come. I know this one will come. That one will come. This one, I'm not sure. This one one will come. You go through the list and begin to pray for them. 
may the, may the Lord quicken their steps. Bring them. Amen. Man of God. And these are the people, when things are not done for them, they get upset. Seriously, they expect a lot from the church. But they don't put anything. They don't add anything to the church. They don't do anything for the church. Mm. We want we everyone preaching. to be committed. Hallelujah. Amen. Is, that, is, is, is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. The next, the next level of commitment is situational friendship commitment. Hey. Situational friendship commitment. You see? You know, there are certain friendships that come about as a result of some circumstances. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You see, this is the next step of commitment. Mm-hmm. So, friends are committed to each other to some extent when they have situational friendship commitment. And there are two levels of this friendship commitment. There's situational friendship and non-situational friendship. So, mm-hmm. this first type is the kind of situation, for instance, I mean, those, all of us were in school at some point in time. And yeah. sometimes, depending on the initial or the first um, alphabet of your last name, <laughs> you, will sit, you tend to sit in a certain way. Yeah. You see, some teachers will arrange you in a certain way. Or sometimes, they, if they are grouping you, they will call the first five people on their list, which are usually in alphabetical order, to this group. And the next set of people in this group, and so on and so forth. And so you happen to sit close to at least six or eight people. If your last name is, for instance, your last name is M, you know, then you sit with someone who has M, someone who has O, someone who has P. They are all around you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And you sit, you, you, you've been sitting together for a long time in the class. And so you tend to sort of become friends. Yeah. You develop friendship. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But that friendship is a result of the situation. Mm. It's a result of the arrangement. It's a result of being in the school and sitting in this class together. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So this kind of friendship, you realize that since you left school, I mean, I don't even remember the people that used to sit around me. At all. <laughs> so this kind of friendship, it's just conditional, situational. Do you see? It's a situational commitment. Whilst we are in a group together, we are committed to do our work together, make sure we succeed, make sure everyone is contributing. But that's the limit. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's yes. the limit. Some people are committed to the church when situation permits. Mm. You see, some people are committed to the church because they are they live near, they live in co-op city. Uh, and it's the next closest church. Uh, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Amen. It's the next closest church. Mm. Now, if our church, for instance, we find a nice place and a beautiful place that is not near co-op city and is somewhere else. You should still be committed. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. If our church moves further from where we were, you should still be committed. It should not change your relationship. Or if you move, if you move and now your distance is further, 
you should still be committed. Amen. Amen. Say amen, upstate residents. Amen. Amen. Upstate. Amen. Wow. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You should still be committed. Very committed. It shouldn't be situational. Oh, I was in a Bronx North branch because it was less a stone throw. Now I have to pay gas. Now gas is expensive. Now Who this is, is expensive. Now that is, is expensive. That? But you should remain committed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are preaching. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Nowhere too far. Your commitment church. should not be because you were single and on Sundays you have nothing to do. Ta-ta-la-bra, now you have ta-ta-la-bra. children, you have a wife, you have a husband, and you have things to do for them. And so Sundays you cannot be committed to church. You can't do things for God. <laughs> your, your commitment should not be conditional. It should not be situational. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. You should not be committed to the choir because you were single. And Sunday when you close, there's nowhere to go. So you <laughs> stay in church and then you sing. Hey! Who is that? Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yeah. Hey. So be committed uh, at all levels. Hallelujah. <laughs> some people come to the church. Some people, some children come to the church because their parents are in the church. Mm. That is a situational relationship, situational friendship commitment. Amen. Amen. If their parents leave the church, that's the end of them. But be committed. Be committed. Alan, be committed. Hallelujah. If your mother moves to another state, be committed. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't find out. Since my mother moved, she's in the Methodist. So now I'm going to. Hey, <laughs> is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Amen. Be committed to the church. Hallelujah. Husbands ought to be committed. Wives Tell ought them. to be committed. Tell them. Tell the fact them. that your wife is upset or your husband is upset hey. and has left the church doesn't mean that you should leave the church. Hey. Be a committed member. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Brothers and sisters must be committed. committed. Mm. Amen. Amen. You are preaching. So situational relationships like this and conditional relationships they don't last at all because when the condition changes when the situation changes that is the end of the relationship mercy are you understand what i'm sharing with you or you don't understand me we do we do now the next one is non-situational friendship commitment Ah. non-situational friendship commitment when you have graduated to this level of commitment then you move you 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 move ahead of heads and separation and conflicts and distance you mm. know this is the type of it's is higher than situational friendship do you see mm. it's higher mm. than that so these are the type of person you know you were in school sometimes you were not even the same class but there's a person who is your good friend yeah. Do you see? And you be you have remained friends even ever since you left school. You still call such people, you have a group, sometimes even you, as adults with your family, as occasionally you all meet. That is a non-situational friendship commitment. It didn't depend on the school. Your friendship mm. moved away from just being in one class together. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? 
Your yes. friendship move further. Hallelujah. Amen. The commitment is one of a deep friendship. It is not affected much by circumstances. Hallelujah. Mm. And that is, a, that is a relationship that is better. It's Far not better. affected by circumstances. Mm. You know, there are some people, for instance, when the church is, now we are having a Zoom service, they don't come to church. But there are some people, if they are having a Zoom or the Boom or the Goom service, they are still members. Amen. It doesn't matter what Um. If it is Zoom yeah. or the Goom, they are still there. But some people, they are not. Man. When are we coming in person? I will come when we are in person. Hey. Who is that? That is, not, that is a situational friendship. And we don't want that. Hallelujah. We want Amen. every member to have a higher level of commitment. So if you are a member of the church, aim for a higher level of commitment. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Like Jonathan and David, they had a higher level of commitment. In John and mm-hmm. First Samuel chapter twenty and verse seventeen, the Bible said, First Samuel twenty and verse seventeen, it said, and Jonathan caused David to swear again because mm. he loved him. Mm. For he loved him as he loved his own soul. Wow. You see, that is a non-situational friendship commitment. You know, mm. Jonathan loved David so much that it didn't matter how his own father Saul turned against David. Mm. His commitment to David remained. He no still situation. stood by David. No situation. I mean, some of you, you when you are one of your friends turn against the church, you also become some way. Right. When your wife is not happy with the church, you also become unhappy. Even hey. though you are happy. They say for better, for worse. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yes. When you, 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 your, your, your husband does something and he's rebuked, then you, why are you talking about my husband like that? Why are you doing this? And you're also upset. But you should have a non-situational commitment. Mm. Amen. It didn't yeah. matter to Jonathan whatever reason Saul had to want to kill David. Jonathan stood by David. Sometimes we have to stand straight and strong by the church and Amen. remember what has been done for you. Amen. And David also remembered what was done for him, what Jonathan Amen. did for him. And so when Jonathan died, David remembered the commitment. Mm. Some people don't remember any good that has been done. When they are upset, when something makes them unhappy, they don't remember any good that has been done for them. See, small hurts, small thing that you didn't like, erases all the good over the years. Mm. That is not a good spirit. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not like that. I'm not like that. And the last level of commitment, which is the highest level of commitment, is the marital commitment. Marital commitment. How many of you want that commitment? That is the commitment that I want. Marital commitment. Maritally committed. Hallelujah. So it is marital commitment that the individuals are committed as though they are married. Wow. In this type of commitment, you are you you relate as though you are married. 
You see, in marriage, there should be no thought of separation, divorce. There should be no thought of we are not together anymore. I am leaving. It is a spirit of permanency. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. You are in it forever. And that is the relationship you want to have with your church. Amen. That is the relationship God wants to have with you as far Amen. as the church is concerned. There is Amen. no ifs and buts. There is nothing, no condition. Mm. No matter what is happening, you can just pack and go. Amen. Amen. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, yes. that is the type of commitment you want to have with your church. Amen. Marital commitment. Marital commitment. That you are committed as though you are married to the church. Mm. That means that whether you are hurt, whether you are angry, whether whatever is happening, you are in it. Amen. Isn't that what we say when we bring our marriages before the Lord? Hey, that's it. That we say that for better or for worse, whatever is happening, I am part of it. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Or you don't? I do. Marital commitment is the highest level of commitment. That is the commitment that God wants. You cannot decide to stay or leave. You you must stay. It is as simple as that. You Mm. are not in for any other reason, but you are in for good. Mm. Amen. Amen. There may be conflicts. There may be challenges. There Mm. may even be disappointments. Sometimes you come in and you find out that this is not what I was expecting from this man. This is not what I was expecting from this woman. But once you have committed, you are in it. And you you make it work. You make it work. You do hear Mm. me? Yes. I said you make it work. So when you are in a church and there is something that you are not happy about, you make it work. Mm. Because it's a marital commitment. You are not, you you have to say, I don't intend to leave. That is why when you are in a church and someone is doing something to spoil the church, you must be very angry. Mm. You must be very angry and say, listen, I have made a commitment to this church. I don't intend to leave. So I will not let you spoil it for me. Amen. Amen. You have to make it work. Hallelujah. (laughs) You have to make it work. You cannot change. It's a marital commitment. Hallelujah. And like everyone else, we all get challenges in our marriage. We all have difficulties. There are happy times and not so happy times. Isn't that so? Yeah. Nevertheless, divorce is not part of the conversation. No. Where are you going? Where are you going? (laughs) Ask your neighbor, where are you going? Hey, where are you going? <laughs> you are in a bronze north. Where are you going? Ask your neighbor. I'm wait. Ask your neighbor. Where are you going? Let me ask you. Where are you going? <laughs> nowhere. You have nowhere to go. Nowhere. You are committed. Amen. You have nowhere. So make your mind that you make it work. If we say we are looking for a place to worship, let it be. I want my chair to have a nice yeah, place. I'll be looking. I'll be looking. Committed. Because you are committed. Marital. Amen. You are committed. Hallelujah. Amen. The option to live has been ruled out by the word of God. God said, I hate putting away. I hate divorce. So Mm. if you have a marital commitment with a church, you should also say that, I hate putting away. 
I mm. hate I hate you making me feel I live in the church. Hey. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Our You're commitment preaching. to Christ is at the marital level of commitment. The Bible Amen. teaches that we are supposed to be married to Christ. Mm. Did you know that? Yes. That we are supposed to be married to Christ. In mm. Romans chapter 7 and verse 4, Romans chapter 7 and verse 4, the Bible says, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Amen. That ye should be married to another, mm. even to him who is raised from the dead. Amen. That we should bring forth fruit unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. Look, it is only at this level of commitment that fruit comes out of the relationship. It is only at this level. I'm Mm. telling you, when you are in a church and you don't have a marital commitment, you will not bear fruit. You will never be fruitful. Mm. When a man and a woman are friends and they are beloveds and they can walk about, do all things, go through counseling and make promises to one another and keep going, changing your mind, coming back together. If you don't make that commitment, you will not bring forth fruit. You are preaching. Because there is, there is a commitment that is deeper. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is the commitment that brings forth fruit. Mm. That is a commitment that it makes you one and then you bring forth fruit. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. It is that commitment that brings forth children. Unless you become a committed man and woman as in marriage, you can never bring forth children. Or at least you are not allowed to bring forth children. Every child <laughs> you bring forth is not, is not legitimate. Do you understand? Mm. Be, at least before God. Mm. Is everybody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Yeah. It says we are raised, we are married to him. Raised from, it says, wherefore, my brethren, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. So when the commitment to the church is to the level of marital commitment, the Bible teaches us that we will bring forth fruit unto God. Amen. We will bring forth fruit. Anything that you are looking for, when your level goes to that level of marital commitment, fruits come out. Amen. Fruits come out. If you listen to the testimony that um, um, we just showed before the service, he said, when I came to the church, you know, you can tell from the testimony that when he came to the church, he wasn't a believer. He was not a believer. And then when he gave his life to Christ, they told him you need to go for deliverance. Again, because he had done some wild things in life that he needed deliverance. Mm. You don't, you see, he was probably younger then. True. This is many years ago. Mm. So when he spoke to the, the prophet, he said, just stay in the church. Just be committed. The mm. fruits, they will just come out. Amen. The fruits will just come out. And as they stay committed, as they stay committed, he said, as I continue on, by the washing of the word, by the washing of water by the word, you're just coming and coming and coming like that. Many of you, because of your commitment, certain fruits have come out of you. Amen. 
certain fruits of health, certain fruits mm. of strength, certain fruits mm. of marriage, certain mm. fruits of children, certain mm. fruits of wealth, certain mm. fruits of prosperity. Because you have stayed committed in a church, certain fruits have come out of you. Amen. Amen. Many of you today, if you open your mouth and you are counseling someone, you are talking to someone about relationship, about the word of God, about this, about that. The words that come out of you, they wonder. Mm. And it's because of your commitment, certain fruits have come out of you. Amen. Some of you have developed high wisdom. Your way mm. of thinking is different. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. I can say that the church as I've committed, my way of thinking has changed. A lot. I've benefited from the church many times. Lots mm. of fruits have come out of me because of my commitment to the church. My attitude towards certain things, my attitude towards debts, my attitude towards owing, my everything has changed because of my commitment to the church. And I can see the fruits of it. Be committed. Be committed Amen. to the marital Amen. level and see fruits coming out Amen. of you. Hallelujah. Amen. In Isaiah 54 and verse 5, the Bible says, For thy maker is thine husband. Mm. You see, God doesn't like this relationship where, you know, are you there or not? You know, will you come or not? He wants, you see, Isaiah 54, 54 and verse 5. Isaiah 54 and verse 5. He says, For thy maker is thine husband. The mm. Lord of hosts is his name. And not Brother Andy. I'm not talking about uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the Lord of hosts. He said the Lord of hosts is his name. Hey, you are preaching. Preaching, no. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So ladies, you are, the Lord of hosts is thine husband. He said thy maker is thine husband. God wants to have a marital relationship with you. God wants to have a loving, loving relationship with you. God wants you to be there all the time. God wants you to say yes all the time. God wants you to be a dependable member. Someone that he can rely on. Someone that he can depend on. Hallelujah. Someone who says, I am coming and I am coming. Amen. He said the Lord of hosts is his name. That's the maker. So, beloved, let us strive for the higher level of commitment. Commitment. Which is the marital Mm. commitment. It is that commitment that it doesn't matter what is on social media, what we are saying about our pastor, what they are written, what has been written about our pastor, what has been shown about what video, what is committed is committed already. I am committed. And no video, no recording, no voice, nothing can change what I've committed myself to. Amen. 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 And that is a relationship God wants us to have with the church. The last scripture that I want to read to you is Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 to 39. Now, this this is a scripture that every individual person or to save for herself or for himself. Do you understand? This is not a scripture that is said on your behalf. This is not a scripture that is said for you. This is a scripture that you have to say for yourself. And so we are reading this scripture together and we are saying it for ourselves. It says, for I am persuaded. I am persuaded. So say, I am persuaded. 
He says, I am persuaded that neither death nor mm. life. Mm. So not even death, mm. not life. So whether I am dying, whether I am alive, whether I am dead, whether I am alive, I am still in love with Christ. He says, no angels, not even mm. angels. Mm. So even angels will visit you in a dream and say, leave the branch, not branch. You say, I'm not leaving. <laughs> because I tell you, no good angel will tell you to leave. Mm. For this church is a good church. I'm telling you that no good angel, if an angel is good, it will not tell you to leave. Amen. And do you know that there can be angels who are not good? True. Oh, Satan was able to gather some angels. They were angels. Mm. And they brought them down. Mm. So Paul said, not even angels, nor principalities, Mm. nor powers, Powers. nor things present, Mm. nor things to come. Mm. You see, some of you, some principalities and powers, some of you, you are committed to certain prophets, you will give tithe to certain prophets, you, hey. you, you, you call certain prophets, and hey. you see, this is Paul, he says, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, can do what? Move on, verse 39. No height, no death, mm. nor any other creature mm. shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Nothing shall separate us. Nothing shall move us Not from this place where God has planted us. Nothing, nothing can persuade us. I am persuaded. Say, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. And death or life or angels, principalities and powers, present things, past things, future things, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Clap your hands together for the Lord as we bring our service to a close. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet as we bring the service to a close? Stand to your feet and let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, for your goodness. We thank you for mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your blessing. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray, Lord, that you will give us the heart for marital commitment, for a higher level commitment. Father, may we be committed. May we be committed to the cause that you have given us in this church. May we be committed to the missions of this church. May we be committed to the visions of this church. May we be committed to the fathers and the mothers that you have given us. May we be committed to one another in the name of Jesus. So we can say with Paul, that we are persuaded, we are persuaded that neither height, neither death, neither life, neither death, neither powers, nor principalities, nothing can separate us, Lord. Nothing can separate us. No power, no principality can separate us from the love that we have found in you. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, if you are here this afternoon, you want to give your life to Christ, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior, as my Lord. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say this prayer with me. And say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I have sinned. And I repent for my sins. And I repent for my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please wash me with your blood. Please wash me with your blood. I receive you as my Lord and as my master. I receive you as my Lord and as my master. I welcome you as my savior. I welcome you as my savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me today. For saving me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sing, Shana. Thy God and King To you alone I see We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823-299-84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.